Have you heard of the magician of Malgudi? You're right, it's R.K. Narayan. This master storyteller published his first novel, Swami and Friends, in 1935. Now, Swami and Friends is a delightful insight into the travails of a small boy in a small town. Let me read to you the story, Rajam and Mani, by R.K. Narayan. The river Saryu was a pride of Malgudi. It was some 10 minutes walk from Elaman Street, the last street of town. Whenever any distinguished visitor came to Malgudi, the municipal president took him to the top of the town hall and proudly pointed to him Saryu in the moonlight, glistening like a river belt across the north. On that day, it was a usual evening and Raswaminathan and Mani sat on the river steps with their legs dangling in the water. A light breeze played about the boughs and scattered stray leaves on the gliding stream below. Birds filled the air and their cries were all around. It was some 15 minutes past sunset and there was a soft red in the west. This water runs very deep here, doesn't it? Mani asked. Yes, but why are you asking? I'm going to bring that Rajam here, bundle him up and throw him into the river. Now Rajam was a new student in our class. He had sauntered into class on the reopening day of the second term, walked up to the last bench and sat beside Mani and felt very comfortable until Mani gave him a jab in the ribs, which of course he returned. He had impressed the whole class on the very first day. He was a newcomer and he dressed very well. He was the only boy in the class who wore socks and shoes, fur cap and tie, a wonderful coat and knickers. He came to the school in a car. And not just this, he was also a very good student. There were vague rumours that he had come from some English boys' school somewhere in Madras because he spoke really good English, exactly like a European. None of us could really understand him completely. Only Shankar, the genius of the class, had the courage to face him, even though Shankar's English was so halting and weak before Rajam's. Now, this Rajam was a rival to Mani. If Mani jabbed, Rajam jabbed him back. If Mani clouted, he clouted. If Mani kicked, Rajam kicked back. If Mani was the overlord of the class, Rajam seemed to be nothing else. And added to all the fact is that Rajam was a regular 70 percenter, second only to Shankar. There were sure indications that Rajam was the new power in the class. Day by day as Mani looked on, it was becoming really clear that this new menace had appeared in his life. And all this lay behind his decision on the river step to bundle up Rajam and throw him into the river. Swaminathan expressed a slight fear. You know Mani, Rajam's father is a police superintendent. Mani remained silent for a while and then said, Why do I care? I am going to crack his shoulders with my club. If I were you, said Swaminathan, I would keep out of the way of policemen. They are an awful lot, you know. If you were me, <laughs> but thank God I am not a coward like you. Swaminathan bit his lips and sighed. 
and that reminds me said mani you need a little warning if i find you hanging about that rajam too much well you better take care of your limbs that's all i can say swaminathan broke into loud protestations did mani think that swaminathan could respect anyone but mani mani his dear old friend and guide how did mani even think like this as far as swaminathan could remember he had nerty not even sat beside rajab oh how he hated that rajab that wild upstart there was no comparison between rajab and mani this pleased mani very greatly for the first time that evening he laughed and he laughed heartily he shook swaminathan and gave him such an affectionate twist on his ear that swaminathan gave a long loud howl and then he asked hey swami did you bring that thing that i wanted oh mani a hundred pardons my mother was in the kitchen all the time i could not get it and the it referred to the lime pickles you silly little coward this river bank this fine evening how splendid it would have been if you had bought those pickles now swaminathan was to act as a cord of communication between rajam and mani they were sitting on the last bench with their backs against the yellow wall swaminathan sat between rajam and mani their books were before them on the desks but their minds were quite busy mani wrote on a piece of paper are you a man and gave it to swaminathan who pushed it across to rajam now rajam read it crumpled it and threw it away at which mani wrote another note repeating the question with a few additions you are the son of a dog if you don't answer this and he gave it to swaminathan who passed it to rajam rajam hissed into swaminathan's face you scoundrel don't you disturb me when the teacher is teaching further notes were stopped swaminathan stand up said the teacher swaminathan stood up faithfully what is lisbon fam- famous for asked the teacher swaminathan hesitated and ventured for being the capital of spain sir the teacher bit his mustache and fired a second question what do you know about the indian climate it's hot in summer and cold in winter sir stand up on the bench roared the teacher and swaminathan stood up without a protest he was glad that he was given this supposedly degrading punishment instead of the cane the teacher resumed his lessons he spoke of africa and the nile and then he selected someone from the first bench to answer his questions after a while he began to shout silence silence why is there such a lot of noise in the class anyone who makes in the noise in the class will get a big zero in the exam swaminathan was paying no attention to the lesson his mind began to wander standing on the bench he stood well over the whole class he could see so many heads and he classified them according to the caps four red caps 25 gandhi caps 10 fur caps and so on when the work for the day was over swaminathan mani and rajam adjourned to a secluded spot to talk to each other swaminathan stood between them and acted as a medium of communication they were all standing so close that they could have heard each other even if they spoke in whispers mani faced swaminathan and said are you a man 
Swaminathan turned to Rajam and replied, Are you a man? Now Rajam flared up and shouted, Which dog doubts that? Swaminathan turned to Mani and said ferociously, Which dirty dog doubts that? Have you the courage to prove that you are a man? asked Mani. Swaminathan turned to Rajam and repeated it. How? said Rajam. How? repeated Swaminathan to Mani. Meet me at the river near Nalapa's grove tomorrow evening. Near Nalapa's grove, Swaminathan was pleased to echo. What for? said Rajam. To see if you can break my head. Oh, I can break your head to pieces, said Rajam. Swaminathan's services were dispensed with. They gave him no time to repeat their words. Rajam shouted from one side and Mani shouted from the other. So we will expect you at the river tomorrow, said Swaminathan. Yes, of course I'll be there, Rajam said. Mani wanted to know if the other would come with guards. No, he would not. And also Mani voiced another doubt. If anything happens to you, will you promise to keep your father out of this? Rajam promised that as well. Now Nalapa's grove stood a few yards before them. It was past six and the traffic for the day between the banks was over. Swaminathan and Mani were squatting on the sand. They were silent. Mani was staring at the ground with a small wooden club under his arms. He was thinking, today I am going to break Rajam's head and throw his body into the river. But then, if it gets recovered, will anyone know it? I have done it? And will Rajam come and trouble me in the night as a spirit? Since his grandfather's death, Mani was always sleeping alone and he was super scared of spirits. What if Rajam would come and pull his hair at night? After all, it's better not to kill him. I think I'll just break his limbs and leave him to his fate. What if someone finds out that it's me who broke his limbs? No one will know that. Unless, of course, he cast a sly look at Swaminathan. Unless, of course, Swaminathan informed the police. At the sound of creaking boots, they turned and saw that Rajam had come. He was dressed in khaki, carried in under his arm an air gun that was given to him a couple of months ago for his birthday. He stood very stiff and said, I am here and I am ready to fight. You are late, said Mani. Yes, I am. All right, let's start. Now Rajam shouldered his gun and fired a shot in the air. Mani got startled. He stood still his club down. You heard the shot? asked Rajam. The next one is going into your body if you still want to fight with me. But this is unfair. I have no gun and you have come with a gun. It was going to be a hand-to-hand fight, wasn't it? Oh, really? said Rajam. Then why have you bought your club? You never said about bringing your club yesterday. Mani hung his head down. Why are you angry with me, said Rajam. What have I done to offend you? There was an awkward pause. You know what, Mani? I don't mind being your friend. Mani looked up at Rajam and said, Nor I. Swaminathan looked at both of them with astonishment. In spite of his posing before Mani, he actually admired Rajam intensely and longed to be his friend. Now this was the happiest conclusion to all his unwanted trouble. He danced with joy. 
Rajam lowered his gun and Mani dropped the club. To show his goodwill, Rajam pulled out from his pockets half a dozen biscuits. The river's mild rumble, the rustling of the people tree, the half light of the late evening and the three friends eating and glowing with a new friendship. Swaminathan felt at perfect peace in the world. He couldn't ask for more. Thank you.